Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello, hello, and welcome back. This is, let's see, when is this going to come out? I'm recording this on Friday. This is going to be dropping on January 1. How fun. January 1, 2024. Wild times, my friends. Wild times. I have had the best morning. I just want to tell you about it really quick before we get into this week's episode. We have started watching the show Fargo, and we started on the most recent season, which I think is like season five or six. And listen, I hate when all episodes are not out because I don't want to mess around. Actually, it's very good for my mental health, I think, (laughs) when I can't sit and watch 19 hours of TV, but I don't like it one bit. Uh, So the most recent season, they're still coming out week by week, so we have to wait, which I hate waiting, hate it. But again, it's good for me. It is a skill I need to get better at. But we've started on, we already blew through season one and we're on season two and we just threw the baby in the bed. We have a TV up in our bedroom, which we like never actually use. I don't know why we have so many TVs, but we do. So we just set one up in there and David has the day off work. So he's like, let's just watch a season. Let's just watch a show up in the room and like have the baby go to sleep. And it was so fun. I brought like a little thermos of coffee up and we were just sitting up there (laughs) watching Vargo and the baby was awake most of it, but then he fell asleep sleep and just such a fun little just different kind of morning so if you need a show to watch I would encourage you to check that one out lots of blood gore death so if you're like don't need that in your life do not watch it but if you're into that kind of thing like I am enjoy okay goal setting I mean January 1 tis the freaking season for goal setting and I'm going to tell you why I hate it I'm going to tell you why I hate it and possibly what to do instead. Like, I really want to make sure that this isn't just me complaining and being negative on this episode because I have baggage as to why I feel the way that I do about audacious, big, bold, impossible, audacious, whatever you want to freaking call them. However, they get marketed to you. They're out there everywhere all of the time. This isn't this isn't a episode like poo-pooing on every single goal, but I do want to poo-poo on why I don't think impossible, audacious goals are really all that helpful, and also why I think people sell them that way. So I first started hearing about impossible goals when I went through my coach training, and I set them, and I fell so flat on my face. I mean, so wildly far from even, I mean, just laughable (laughs) at what my goal was and where I landed. And I did that two years in a row. And I was like, you know, this is not fun. This is not fun. I'm not having a good time with these big, impossible, audacious goals. You know why? Because I like winning. 
I like hitting goals. In fact, not only do I like hitting goals, I like blowing past them by about 47%. That's what I like. That's fun to me. So I kept setting these goals and not hitting them and and getting really angry because the way that it was marketed towards to me, the you know, when I when I indulged in it, when I bought into it was, you know, like just make this goal and then give it all you got to hit it. And I can get on board with the give it all you've got here for that. Love that way of living. But when you set a goal that's damn near impossible to hit, I feel like all you're really doing is setting yourself up for failure. Fine. Dream big. I think we all should. But... I think when you set goals time and time and time again and you never hit them and it's actually taking the wind out of your sails, it's making you feel defeated, maybe we look at the goals we're setting. Now, the whole idea I later learned like years later after I had set these impossible goals and didn't hit them was not just to hit the goal and fail, but it was to stretch your brain for what could be possible. So this is where I actually think setting an impossible goal could be helpful or an audacious goal. I don't care what verbiage you want to use. Do your thing. It does force you to think outside where your brain is currently comfortable at. And that can be a really helpful thing because I do think that as a whole, you're very likely underestimating what you're capable of in your entire life. I I think people underestimate themselves all the time, especially, especially like the really talented individuals. They're like so underestimating themselves. And this is who I, this is who I work with, right? Is like the type A, like, I just want to be good enough. I just want to be, I just want to color inside the lines, like the rule followers. And like, I want people to like me and I want to do good. You're the ones underestimating yourself. So when you give yourself a minute to think like really big, like there's no rules, there's no cap. What do you want? I think that is a really valuable and important exercise because it pushes your limits. It lets you just play out there, outside the lines for a little bit. And that is required, honestly, I think, to to make that progress. Now, the problem is when we have that fun, like way out there, like let's just, we'll use finances really quick. Let's say you make 75K a year in your business or your, your job. And you're like, okay, I'm going to make a million dollars next year. <laughs> like, Cool. Okay, great. Sounds fun. Who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to do that? But when we just have like, I want to go from $75,000 a year to a million dollars, you're like, let's, I'm just going to do it. Great. Good. I'm all for being positive. I'm also very much a realist. I am more so on the side of being a realist. So maybe our long-term goal is a million. But 
when we think about where you're actually at, 75K, making a million, could it happen? Sure. It could happen by a, a huge inheritance or winning the lottery or you invent something or like there is a sliver of possibility that that could happen. Not high, not not great, but it could. It sure could. But what I'm more interested in is like, okay, what what could we actually do? Well, I feel like I could I could really go from 75 to 98. I think that that I could do that. I think if I asked for this raise, I think if I offered this product, I think if I moved this around, I think if I started doing that, I do feel like I could hit that. So while 98 isn't quite as fun or as exciting or as audacious or as impossible as a million, you know what's going to feel really freaking good? When you hit that number. And so we're not neglecting the million or we're not neglecting what, you know, if you're, I'm just giving you a financial goal because it's the easiest one for me to like quantify, but maybe for you it's, you know, uh, let's say you're not a runner. You're like, I've never ran in my life. I'm going to run four 100 mile runs this year. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I mean, sure you could. You probably, I mean, I don't know. It depends on what your background is. It depends on a number of things. But like, maybe we do a 50K and a 100 miler. Like, won't it feel so good to be able to actually do those and not be injured? And then the year after that, do 200 milers. And then the year after that, do a four, do 400 milers. Right. And I feel like this is a little out of character for me because I am very much like I hate statistics. I don't care. Anyone that starts a sentence with like, well, the statistics show so bored eyes in the back of my head. Couldn't care. Couldn't don't care at all because people break statistics all of the time. I'm just so uninterested in what your statistics show. I just don't care. I know some of you may have just turned this podcast off after hearing that. That's fine. So, you know, I, I'm not really, I love thinking big. I love going big. But as I mentioned, I love hitting my goals even more. So keep as you're, if you're someone that, that sets intentions or goals for the new year, definitely keep that really big goal in mind. But then let's break it down. Let's break it down into something, especially in the beginning. So I am running a kind of a behind the scenes for past clients where we're going to start quarterly goals, 90 day goals, and we're going to set like the big picture. We're going to set the big intention, audacious goal, again, whatever your language is that you want to use for it. But then we're going to break it down into smaller 90 day increments and assess along the way what needs changed? Because no plan goes according to plan. I got a quote or I got a poster. I actually bought it for myself <laughs> for Christmas. David wanted this poster for Christmas. And so I got on the the site and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. So I just bought it for myself and wrapped it and gave it to myself. But it's the Mike Tyson quote. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And that's what I feel about these really big goals that are just they are impossible. It's like, fine, think big and dream big, but like, let's do shit. 
Let's hit the goal. Let's build up some momentum in the beginning. And that's what so many of you need is we need a few of those wins right off the bat. We need to hit some of those mile markers so that we can build that confidence and trust to keep going. So when you're setting your intentions or goals in the new year, again, if you do that, I want you to think big, but I also want you to break it down. And maybe it's like six months. Maybe it's a weekly thing. Maybe it's a monthly thing, whatever feels good to you. But break it down into smaller increments. Because if your ultimate goal is so big and so far away, it can feel it can feel like what's the point? I mean, it can just feel so hard to achieve that instead of being filled with excitement and dedication or, you know, determination, you're just flat. It's it's like, what's the point? Because that's so far away and that is not what we want. So start small. Do not underestimate what really small changes can do for you. This morning, I got on the Peloton for 15 minutes. I'll tell you what, years ago, there's no way in hell I would have even changed my clothes for a 15-minute workout. And you know what? I got on that bike, I got off of it 15 minutes later, and I felt so much better because of 15 minutes, right? That's a small workout. Do not underestimate what these small goals can do for you. Okay, so while you're going into the new year, while you're seeing everyone post all the things about whatever, you don't have to share this with anyone either. Like you can keep it to yourself if you want. If you want to talk about it and share it with others, you can keep the big goal in mind. And also, I want you to think about the feeling that you have with the big goal. I want you to think about the feelings that you have with your small goals, too. Are they feeling good or are they feeling like what you should want? This is a huge thing to pay attention to. Are your goals what you truly want or are they what you think you should want? Are they kind of being, you know, thought of and created because of what so-and-so is doing? You're like, I guess I'll just do like freaking 10,000 steps a day or I'm going to do drink water or I'm going to eat vegetables or I'm going to lose weight versus, you know what? I want to go to Costa Rica. I want to start my own book club. I think I'm going to start art. I think I want to learn Spanish. I think I want to take a trip to Thailand. I want, I mean, all of those things. For me, all of those sound fun. All of the things I mentioned initially sound so boring and it's the shoulds. So really check in with yourself for why you're setting the goals that you're setting. The second thing is, how does it make you feel? Does it make you feel excited? Does it feel fun? Does it make you feel focused? Does it make you feel invested? Or does it make you want to shrink up in a hole and die? <laughs> like, if that's the case, we really need to look at that goal. Okay, then work it backwards. What's a small change that you can do over the next 90 days? What's a small shift that you can do over the next couple of weeks? Okay, you don't have to do all of this overnight. So keep the end goal in mind and start small. This is the same thing how, that I feel with manifestation. Like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, think good thoughts, but like, dude, do shit. 
That's what really creates change. That's what really creates confidence. All right, my friends, thanks for being here. Happy new year. I will be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.